Hi there, and thanks for joining us. Well, on this week's episode, we've gone back to school, to CIT to be precise, because there is a whole new world opening up for people who want to be entrepreneurs, to follow through on the ideas that have always been knocking around their head, but they've never had a chance to do anything about it. So what kind of courses are on offer, and who can avail of them? I'm Jonathan Healy, and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. So first up on our trip to CIT is the head of the School of Business, who is Dr. Brida Kenny. Brida, how are you? Thanks so much for joining us. I'm very well, Jonathan, and very welcome. you're very welcome to CIT. Uh, look, it's such an amazing campus. We're here on a sunny day. That always yeah. helps, of course. Uh, what is it like to be on campus right now with all these students buzzing around? Yeah, it's huge energy. Um, you can feel the energy when you, when you come in. We've got students buzzing around. We've staff buzzing around. We've international students coming. We've uh, Innovation Week coming up we have loads of industry engagement so it's it's a hive of activity as you can see well look i mean it's a true sign that i'm getting older when i'm coming out and i'm seeing a the students are very young then the lecturers are getting young and there's buildings around that i don't remember being here the last time i was here the campus has grown so much hasn't it yes yeah the campus has grown and is growing we've uh, ambitious plans to grow student numbers and also to grow our infrastructure here Um, and i suppose in the school of business we've over three thousand students here at the moment uh, between full and part-time from level six right up to level 10 uh, with 25 postgraduate uh, research students in the School of Business uh, doing some really interesting work across a range of different activities. A certain generation will still refer to this building as the tech. So you would come out here for technical stuff, for engineering, uh, all that type of many might even consider the, the more manual type of education. That day is long over. Uh, and and it's been over for a while, so people need to realise that there's a lot more going on within CIT. Yes, and I suppose within within the School of Business, we have a full portfolio of programmes right across uh, in areas such as accounting, uh, marketing, international business, entrepreneurship, business information systems. Um, so we're, we're covering that at an undergraduate level. Uh, and as part of the undergraduate programme now, each of those programmes have a mandatory work placement. Uh, so in year three of most of the programmes, students will go out for 15 weeks to work in industry. Uh, last year, we had just under 400 students out working in industry, predominantly in the, in the Cork area, but some right across Ireland and some internationally. Again, this year at the current time, we have about 400 students, again, out in industry, uh, working, getting that experience. And also the program, programs, our programs are developed in close conversation with industry and the professions. Uh, so we work closely with industry to design our programs, to deliver our programs, to assess our programs. Regularly, we have industry here on site doing live case studies with, with our students where they see firsthand uh, real problems, real industry problems. They get to work in groups. They work, get to work in multidisciplinary teams to address uh, issues, to come up with new ideas, provide solutions. And that's done in conjunction with, with, in, with industry. Many of the people working in offices right now, uh, if you say work experience, they think of the 16-year-old from transition who stands in front of them and they try to work out what are we going to do with this poor unfortunate creature who's here it's a different kind of work experience yes. the people you're sending out in third year are actually getting experience they're getting their hands dirty they're yes. part of those teams and it is a real full-on educational experience i'm guessing it is it is they're there full-time for a minimum of 15 weeks now for the majority of them stay longer than 15 weeks they go out in january a lot of companies keep them right up until they go back to uh, back to college in september because come summertime 
other employees take annual leave and they have their interns then trained up and ready to cover cover the, the, the annual leave of, of regular employees. Uh, but we've students placed in small companies, large companies, uh, public sector, private sector, uh, Dell EMC, Irish Guide Dogs, the HSE, right across. And again, what we're seeing is repeat business. So we've students gone in this year, this month, who were kind of replacing students that were there last month. And they're doing some really interesting work. Um, right, And they're getting exposure uh, across sales, marketing functions, supply chain functions, technology-based companies, and so on. How has the educational experience changed? I mean, again, I mentioned how I'm getting older, uh, but... The students who are getting an education today, it's a different kind of education, isn't it? It's not just the pack them up and let them off. Uh, there, There is a more lifetime learning element to what goes on in those very formative years when, when people are moving from school to work. Yes. Uh, we, I suppose we see, we, have, we still have theory, but a lot of it is skills-based. Uh, so we build skills. We build employability skills. Uh, it's about the, the whole education experience so yes you have the academic side but also the whole experience around engaging with industry engaging with societies clubs and societies on campus uh, getting involved in entrepreneurship activities that you mentioned uh, we have the largest on-site incubation centre in, in Ireland on campus and, and we're very proud of, of the Rubicon oh, that's the Rubicon that's the Rubicon yeah. centre but also last year we were the proud recipients of what was called a Delta Award for Entrepreneurship Education and that was a Discipline Excellence Award that we received and we're the only higher education institution in Ireland that has received received that award and that's where we had an international panel look at what we're doing on entrepreneurship education not just in the Rubicon Centre but how we link with the Rubicon Centre how we link with our research and innovation office how we bring uh, bring and develop entrepreneurial skills within the, within the classroom right through from first year up to PhD level One of the things that people will talk about nowadays is this group of young people and and how robust they are. Will they be able to survive in the workplace? The myth that has built up that they are a generation of snowflakes and so on. I'm guessing given that they go into workplaces and that you get feedback within the school about how they get on, are you happy to dispel that myth right now? Are these actually quite a robust and functioning generation as opposed to the myth that has been built up around them? Yes, uh, they and we see them. I suppose that's one. I suppose the, one of the best parts of the job for me. So we see students coming in at eighteen, uh, straight from their leaving cert, and we see them flourish as they work through the the, the four year program, five year program, or whatever program they take here. So they, they build their skills, they build their confidence, um, they get to I suppose experience different things ar- around um, employability. So we're, we're very much around work ready graduates so that they're ready to hit the workplace with skills that's needed for industry. Uh, They work hard. Um, A lot of them juggle part-time jobs. A lot of them have very busy lives outside of college, so we we see those pressures as well. Uh, So I I think they're they're quite a kind of strong generation coming through uh, with pressures, probably pressures different pressures than we had when we were going through college at that, at, at that age. Yeah, actually, we've got yeah. our own pressures. God loves yeah. us. We can, remember, we can remember them all intimately. Um, when you look at the landscape right now, um, so Brexit aside, let's pretend that that thing is going to go away, uh, even though it's not. Uh, what is the landscape like? What is the future for this generation that, that is passing through your hands right now, Breda? Uh, the landscape is, I suppose, we're seeing increasing numbers coming through, coming through at second level, and that's coming to us the, the, in, in third level in due course. Um, we're seeing 
portfolio careers is term portfolio careers. We're seeing uh, students going out and like when we were in college, we came out and we we went to college and came out a teacher, a profession. We came out a something. So we were labelled uh, and we stayed in that job for for a long period of time. That's not happening uh, with with this generation. They're they're coming out. They're moving into jobs. A couple of years in the job, they move on to another job. And sometimes no such thing as a job for life. Anymore. No such thing as a job for life. The other thing that's happening is upskilling. Um, is that so? It's lifelong learning. So. It's, Having work-ready graduates means having graduates that are willing to learn, that have the skills to learn and upskill um, and move. I mean, some of them are moving in quite dynamic industries like digital marketing, uh, international business, some of the technology-based industries that are moving at a pace that uh, our programmes uh, can't keep up with. We, we, we do our best to keep up with them. We bring industry in uh, and we, we up move our modules and update our, our programmes. But the, in industry, they need to up, upskill and move and come back to us. I mean, we have a number of part-time and professional programs and customised learning programs that we're working with the likes of Boston Scientific, uh, with Musgraves. So we have students, graduates who've left us a couple of years ago and then realise, actually, I need uh, to upskill and maybe leadership development, supervisory management. So they're mm-hmm. coming back to us. Which, again, from a business model yeah. perspective, that's what you teach them. Keep yes. the returning business coming through, which yes. means that everybody benefits from it. It's really fascinating stuff, Brida. Um, lots of information up on the CIT website, which is cit.ie. I have to go off now and learn about the Hink Centre for Entrepreneurship Excellence, which is very good, but very hard to say. But for now, Dr. Brida Kenny, the head of the School of Business here at CIT, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork. So as you would have heard Breda say there, it is more about a lifelong learning than just the one-off couple of years after secondary school. And to that end, we have got the Hink Centre for Entrepreneurship Excellence, the head of which Dr. Helen McGurk is with me now. Helen, how are you? Hello, Jonathan, and welcome to CIT on this lovely uh, day. Tell me a little bit about the Hink Centre. What is it and... Who goes and attends? The Hink Centre, we'll shorten it to the Hink Centre, um, is part of the business school and established in 2013. And it looks after uh, all forms of entrepreneurship, so from research, uh, teaching and training on campus. And we have uh, international and national partners. Um, So we look at... um, uh, developing new programs for entrepreneurship, um, so uh, whether it feeds into the business school or um, across our four campuses uh, for CIT uh, training, uh, we develop a program seminar series for educators. So um, the the lecturers that are um, facilitating uh, entrepreneurship uh, to our students, um, and then in the research. So research takes many forms, uh, whether it's the academic side, uh, policy um, or the international um, projects. So and we were just talking about how, you know, it used to be the case you became a teacher, you became an engineer and you stuck to that job forever. In the more modern 21st century environment, it is a little bit about that, but as much about being an entrepreneur, being someone who stands on their own two feet, developing their own personal brand and developing that both in the students that are passing through your hands, but I suppose in that lifelong experience. It's a bit of a sea change, isn't it? Very much so. Um, so we're focusing on, so from the modules that we're developing, uh, it's about this entrepreneurial mindset thinking differently, thinking um, it's not just about uh, a career. Um, you might have one idea, but to be open. 
Um, so this is this entrepreneurial mindset where a lot of our students take this uh, type of module. But also um, moving out into the older cohort. So not just the traditional students on campus um, getting their degree. Um, the Hink Centre um, has developed and, and uh, facilitates programmes um, around the regions. So we have um, Middleton, and out in uh, Croom in, in uh, County Limerick. And uh, we call it the uh, REN programme. So it's the Women uh, Rural uh, Entrepreneurship uh, Network. So it's for um, women uh, that are either going back into the workforce or want to upskill. Um, and they take part in four modules. So personal development, um, micro-business development, finance and um all the facets of starting your own business. That's a cohort that traditionally got left behind because if women took time out of work to have their kids, they found it very hard to go back in or if they went back in, they found a very, very tough ceiling stuck above their heads and people treated them differently. And I always thought that was a tremendous waste of talent because they're equally good as all the other entrepreneurs out there. They just have had a different hand dealt to them earlier in their career. Are people embracing that when they're given that opportunity? And are you seeing good stories coming through? Absolutely fantastic cohort of uh, startup entrepreneurs. Uh, we have we finished the first of two-year programme and there are presentations in May um, where they presented to industry and many uh, people around the, the region um, their products and their selling and are in operation. Many of them have continued on. And it is absolutely phenomenal, the ideas. Um, and now that the cohorts that have started in September, and they'll graduate now in June, um, we have a huge, about 20% increase in the number of women um, sticking with this programme. Um, and hopefully this will whet their appetite to go on and do other courses and maybe eventually uh, do a full programme, a degree programme or master's. Um, the other element that you're working on is something called the silver economy. Now that uh, is a loaded phrase uh, and I'll let you explain it rather than me make a bag of it. What is the silver economy and who can take part? Okay, so this is um, a very uh, big project that CIT and the Hink Centre are partnering uh, with uh, seven other um, countries around Europe. It's an interreg, um, co-funded project, that is looking at the silver economy. We call it the Silver SMEs Project. Now, silver economy um, is uh, a the older, the ageing population, as we all know, the population is um, getting older. Well, you, can be, on, you can be silver in your 30s here, so they, it, it covers many age groups before people start getting offended. Very much so. So you might say, oh, silver is over 70 or over 65. We look at it from over 50s, but less about age really, um, we're looking at how active and how they can contribute uh, to the economy and how the economy can support this group of older adults. So, for instance, you can, we, we're looking at three cohorts. Active. I mean, you can be active at 50 and 84. Um, so, they're buying and selling um, in the economy. You can be um, dependents, our second group, 
dependent, you might need a stair lift, you might need a crutch, or you might need a, a, an adjustment to the car. So that's the second cohort. Um, but you can be dependent at 52 or 72. Um, so it's less about age and more about your ability and contributing. And there, there are many people out there who fall into that category. I remember meeting a man recently at an event who was in his 50s. He was a young man, but he, he'd taken a package at the end of a career. And this man had, you could tell, just loads to contribute. And he was starting out in this entrepreneurial experience as well. And he said, look, it was daunting to begin with, but I'm starting to see the benefits of it. And, and do people quite quickly see the benefits of engaging in a program like this? Because, A, you find out that you are useful and that you have ideas and that, that other people may want to share with you. Very much so. So it's uh, coming from the point of view of uh, supporting older people to become part of the workforce again, whether it's semi or uh, early retirement or a change of career. Um, we know that uh, we have these portfolios of uh, careers. And so this silver economy will support and identify and recommend policies that will support that. Um, you know, uh, people going into entrepreneurship, people starting new businesses. And we l- we're looking at good practices around Europe, uh, Jonathan. So, for instance, uh, where good practices are happening around Europe that support SMEs to take it, you know, to benefit from this older cohort. Well, yeah, I mean, in the same way that we were talking about women who've fallen out of the workforce who were very useful, there's obviously people, and let's call them the Silver Brigade, who would be of use as well. Um, from this conversation and the conversation I had earlier with Breda, uh, the idea that this is a university or that this is an institute or a, a college for young people, that's gone, isn't it? This is a college for everybody. You've hit the nail on the head. It is for everybody. It is for regional. Um, so we, we um, cater for everybody across the region and beyond nationally, but also internationally. Um, whether you want to come in with one fixed idea that you're going to do business, but we have um, great uh, choices. So for students that might come in at third year and say, do you know, I really want to focus on entrepreneurship. We have that. We have that freedom uh, for students to uh, look at entrepreneurship work with us work with the Rubicon um, so it's very much uh, open to all ideas Well it's fascinating stuff and uh, no doubt you've like, some amazing stories coming through that you're getting to experience at first hand as well and great success uh, Dr Helen McGurk Head of the Hink Centre for Entrepreneurship Excellence still not easy to say but I got through it a second time Helen thank you so much for joining us on Red Business much. Thank you very much Jonathan My thanks to Helen and to Brida and to everybody at CIT for their hospitality if you want to find out anything about the business courses or indeed the Hink Centre, you can visit cit.ie. Don't forget you can download every episode of Red Business from redextra.ie and from iTunes, if Hennessy produced and we'll catch you on the next one. The only show in town for Cork Business. Red Business.